let me introduce you to your next favorite true crime podcast, Crime Salad. Ashley and Ricky, a husband and wife team, go beyond telling crime stories. They dive into the darkest corners of human nature with the ultimate goal of preventing future tragedies. Together, they shine a relentless spotlight on critical issues like relationship violence and domestic abuse, inviting you to explore the complexities of these societal challenges. Now, let us set the scene for a recent Crime Salad episode, which is titled The Search for Haley Cummings. The disappearance of a five-year-old girl leaves the Florida community in disbelief. In the early morning hours of the night, an open back door remained eerily left open where Haley was staying. A wave of dread swept through the community and the family as the unimaginable happened. Was this the work of a kidnapper, or did the little girl wander off? The search for Haley brought a community together in the darkest of times. Since 2019, Ashley and Ricky, the crime salad duo, have continued to deliver stories that are not only fascinating and well-researched, but also have a strong voice for change and justice. So grab your headphones and prepare to be pulled into a world where mystery meets humanity. Make sure to tune in to Crime Salad wherever you find your podcasts and join a growing community of listeners who tune in every week. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting. Hi, haunties. It's Allie here. If you're listening to this announcement before July 31st of 2023, then that means that you have the opportunity to help us win a People's Choice Podcast Award. We received the news on July 1st that we had been nominated. Winners are directly determined by listeners, aka you, via your voting in the month of July. And although we've been nominated in years past for one of these awards, we've never actually won before. And we really hope to make this our first year ever winning a People's Choice Podcast Award. So if you're interested in helping us achieve that goal, you can head over to podcastawards.com. The loading page will show a blue box that says nominations voting now open click here to vote you will click on that box and you will sign up to nominate us the web page will ask for your first name last name email password and biggest podcast influencer once you sign up you can vote for us in the categories of people's choice best female hosted best comedy entertainment and society and culture once you finish voting, just make sure you go to your email address where you will verify that you are a real person. After that, your duty as a haunty is done, and we are eternally grateful to anyone who takes the time out of their schedule to vote for us. We've had an incredible 2023 so far, thanks to the haunties, and we would just love to add one more trophy to the shelf for 2023. Thank you all so, so much, and we hope you enjoy the episode. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting. Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted! With your hosts, Matt Swan and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 150 and a half. Wow. 
Listener Stories number 21. We are live in person in the studio. Super live, super in person in the studio. Um, I also feel like this is like a neckbeard's hentai that we're making right now. You know what you I'm think so? Yes, like fairy, like us dressed as fairies. For those of you guys who don't know what we're talking about, um, all of our listener stories from here on out are filmed mm-hmm. and put on the Patreon, and we have been doing some little cosplays for them. So last time we were sailors, this time we are fairy elves, mythical beings, uh, forest dwellers of some sort, nymphs, spirits, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. Druids, perhaps. And, uh, yeah, I feel like this is fairies, elves, right? Look, last listener story, we got in touch with our masculine side, our swashbuckling, seaworthy, um, bearded, Dumbledore-esque side, which I believe every person has within them, a sailor that's just waiting to burst free. And now this time, we're in touch with our uh, mythical, floaty, airy, ethereal side. And I like both. I feel like inside of you, there are two wolves, an old grizzled sailor, (laughs) and a uh, young spry fairy of the woods. Yeah, I don't think that there would have been any neckbeard hentai of the sailors, <laughs> but I do feel like there will be necktie, I mean, necktie. Necktie? Neckbeard uh, hentai of this. Who is to say? If you would like to do that, uh, all you have to do is sign up for the Patreon. This is tier one. It is $5 a month, and you get to see the filmed listener stories, which I think for a lot of haunties, the listener stories are their favorite. Oh, absolutely. They're my favorite, too, because these are scarier than the stories that we cover oftentimes yeah Yeah, and there's no resolution it's just like listen to this crazy thing no theories nothing (laughs) just the most scary horrifying thing ever in honor of this being our first in office listener stories with an outfit i would like to ask as if you were on a red carpet what are you wearing who are you wearing today um i am wearing blood supply i've, I've worn what a badass before. name yeah it's pretty cool they make like cool gothic uh vampire clothes for people uh this is actually like very old i've had this for over a year and i already took some pictures on my instagram like cosplaying the same outfit that i was wearing so it was like perfect that i had it um, this is from Alibaba, uh, which I feel like we don't support anymore. <laughs> I've had this for a really long time. It's like it's like rapid fashion, not even fast fashion. Yeah. It's like terrible for the environment, your soul, the people involved. This was I, a lot of stuff I have is like you know very old. I used to be very quiet. I like got all of these things that were Japanese street fashion inspired, and they're my closet is just full of them and. Those are often the things that people always ask me, like, oh, where did you get this? And I want to be like, where do you Definitely not Alibaba, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Someone in the woods, an old wizened soul in the woods gave it to me. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I just opened my mailbox one day because I, like, heard, um, like, a, a magical sound coming from it, like, ring, ring ring and i was like oh what's that noise and then i went to my mailbox and there was a light glowing from it i opened it up and there was like um a package in there and then i opened it and like that's where i got this from and i was there so i know that that is a true story right and then i spilled 
uh, mead in my beard, so you know I was there. <laughs> what a callback! What a callback to a previous episode this and season. I see that you are wearing very large fairy wings that oh my are God. very sturdy. Like that—that <laughs> that seems like it's not. That seems like it's like a stage costume, right? I think so. I wore this to the Ren Fair this year, and. Uh, I it's was just wide. running into people left and right, yeah. not on purpose. I like would make myself small, but forgetting that I had these giant wings on. And then people are like at the Ren Fair drunk, like, yeah. you know. And they're just getting beat with Yeah, those. basically just walking straight into my wings, which on one hand, I'm like, you know, that's not entirely my fault. Like they could look straight ahead and be like, there's wings coming my right. direction. Right. Yeah. And I did try to walk sideways as much as possible, but it was crowded. It was very crowded. I... I think I'm going to describe these wings because I feel like people Please. who are not watching this need to understand. So when I think of fairy wings, like you would buy online, like for a costume, fairy wings or whatever, they're like little things for children to have at like a tea party or something, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, they um, strap onto your shoulders and then they maybe go out to the side, like six, seven inches on each side. This is not that. These no. have like a four foot long mm -hmm. wingspan, yeah. <laughs> like from tip on the left to tip on the right is probably at least like four foot. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah, and uh, they're beautiful. Oh, they thank look you. awesome. Really love those. Where did you get those from? Those are amazing. So these wings were from Etsy, and then my uh, I'm also wearing instead of a flower crown, a butterfly crown that oh, is pretty. also from Etsy, and then my necklace, which is a butterfly, is also from Etsy. Oh, how pretty. I love that. I'm really into butterflies right now. It's very perfect for like a woodland theme, which I feel like is what our office has going on right now. And man, if you're listening to the audio only version, I tell you what, you're missing out because yeah. we are debuting the new uh, decor on our setup right now, mm -hmm. which is a, a cottage in the woods or perhaps an old stone wall that fell down in the Appalachian Mountains and now it's bad luck to only have a chimney standing. Oh, wow. But perhaps that's what this is. And we have a nice little faux fireplace that's just crackling away beneath us. I um I want to tell the only thing that's interesting that's happened to me lately. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, so I went to a wedding last night, which yeah, is why yeah. I'm How like half dead right now. Amazing. Best wedding I've ever been to. Um, this was not like a, a your average wedding. This was like a wedding, like, I, I can't even describe it. Okay. So first, I just want to give a disclaimer. If I have a wedding, it will not be anything like this wedding. <laughs> I don't want people to think that I am part of the society that the people that's wedding I went to because I was lucky to have even been invited. And uh, it was, it was, let me try to describe it. It was a black tie wedding mm -hmm. at the Beverly Hills Hotel, the oh, iconic wow. Beverly Hills Hotel. The flowers just in this thing, like I, I need to show you because they were, it was just incredible it's like floor to ceiling flowers they they brought in willow trees there were six willow what? trees inside you can the do ballroom that? i i was feeling them and i was like is this fake is this real it feels real did they just chop these down because there wasn't it like wasn't in anything it, i just have to show it to you because i need your input on it um i asked my friend who was a florist like how much she thought this cost chelsea yeah and she was like i would probably price that starting at like two hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars for all of these um, flowers here, you just need to see. I'm going to show you this video because I feel like it's going to uh, here. You can kind of scroll through. 
those. Oh, look. wow. Yeah, it was like wow. peonies, roses, giant candelabras. There was like 250 people there. I mean, it was like Whoa. incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Gold leaf menus. I was with about my name to say. Written. Yes, there was like little gift boxes on each um, table setting with like wow. like uh, chocolates from this expensive place in Beverly Hills. And I was just like, oh my God. See, this is why I don't want to get married because everything pales in comparison to this. Okay, I see the trees you're talking about. Literally willow trees. And then the the wedding band was like professional. Like it was like being at Coachella. They were amazing. They were singing every single song like that. I don't Live. Know. It was, yeah. Wow. It okay, was guys, let me describe this to you as someone who was not there. Imagine um, what this studio is trying to be times infinity because it looks like a fairy tale woodland wedding i mean there's candelabras that are like that are glass so like the light from the candle is just like dancing off of this like crystal uh glass encasement and then there's just tubes of flowers i really don't know how to describe this and then there's like yeah pieces of like a willow tree hanging from the roof yeah and then there's this giant um like chandelier that is built to look like a rose bush yeah uh and then yeah natalia is talking about like these willow trees that look like almost like miniature willow trees that have been brought in and are just standing around around the venue this is crazy and you know what this is also reminding me of so speaking of alibaba i was looking for these giant um like human-sized flowers when i was looking for like stuff to decorate the studio with and on etsy i found these giant human-sized flowers that looked like alice in wonderland oh. but it was like 300 dollars a flower i'm like right. we can't afford that yeah. so then i went on alibaba and i saw like some some flowers that were smaller but like still maybe like the size of a child Mm -hmm. and they were like thirty dollars but then i was like oh i don't know maybe it's not worth it we don't need this um and then i stumbled across a willow tree like a fake willow tree that looked real and i was like how fucking badass would it be to have this willow tree in our office and it was a thousand dollars and i was like nope never mind that's a pipe dream worth it but also can't afford it yeah exactly but that is like what i imagine our studio could look like with an unlimited budget just like fresh cut flowers from the mountains brought down by a sherpa and blessed by a monk a woodland monk but then we also make sure it's ethical so we pay the sherpa fair prices and yeah yeah family a million dollars per sherpa per trip the water is imported in from iceland like yeah. that water from Waterboy, where it's like always cold yeah <laughs> a crystal geyser mountain mm. draining down but ethically sourced right i want just like someone with a horse that has its hair braided with like flowers and yes. its hair to just like stand near me and the horse is always grazing off mm-hmm. of the ground and then there's someone in the corner playing a harp but not because wow. they're being paid they just love playing the harp and they're like oh thank you for this opportunity yeah i love your office so much and i love this horse and like they just start crying and they're like i'm so blessed to be here (laughs) that's that is a dream come true i want fake ethically sourced willow trees (laughs) raining down from the ceiling i want giant alice in wonderland sized human sized flowers Um, and that, that is my dream. Wow. What a beautiful wedding to okay. have witnessed in person. So that's not even the point of my story. I'm going to wrap this up real fast because I know we, we don't, we're running out of time. But the point of my story is that in preparation to go to that wedding, I was like, what am I going to wear to a black tie wedding? Right. Right. 
because um, I recently found out on Reddit through this uh, subreddit called Wedding Attire Approval. I don't know why Reddit like recommended it to me, but I saw it. And it was like just a picture of a girl wearing like a cute, like a cute, I don't know, like long dress with some cutouts on the side. And everyone was roasting. was like, this is not appropriate. Like you got to keep the attention on the bride. Like cutouts are not, uh, not formal, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, am I just like, is everyone, every wedding I go to just like looking at me like that? fucking whore over there because everything i own is like cutouts or like low plunging neckline or whatever or like low back whatever um and so then i got nervous and i posted a picture of this dress that i ended up wearing to the wedding and a picture with me holding my purse and i was like is this formal enough for a wedding at the beverly hills hotel because i was not about to go to that beautiful wedding i just showed you (laughs) and like not like blend in you know i do not want to like stand out at that wedding right And it went viral and everyone was like, burn your purse. Like, that's the ugliest fucking purse I've ever seen. That looks like it's for a child. Like, what are you, a toddler? This looks like it's for a 12-year-old. Someone was like, I have a purse like that for my toddler and it's from Claire's. And then they found a link and showed me and it looks exactly like my purse. I mean, if it's a cute purse, it's a cute purse. I thought so too. And then like, and then half of the other people were like, oh my God, all your stuff's amazing. Like send the links for it. And then half of the people are like, that's way too much money to spend on this piece of shit dress that's made out of polyester. (laughs) And then other people were like, that's the most beautiful dress I've ever seen. And I was like, oh my God, like polarizing polarizing and i was kind of scared because i had already bought the dress i'm not gonna get a new purse because that's my purse that i use every day i'm like not gonna buy another purse well and also i i'm sure you flew in with only one purse yeah exactly and so i was like did i just fuck up like i i thought like i had nailed this look and that like i had like made it perfect i had gotten a dress that i could wear like several times after this because it could be dressed up or dressed down so it wasn't like a huge waste of money and i can just use my regular purse and i I I was, like, feeling really good. And then after I posted that, I was just like, shit, like, is everyone just going to be looking at me and, like, get your disgusting poor ass out of here, like, (laughs) like, spitting on me? Like, what do you think you are, you know? And so I, like, walked in there. And it was fine. I was that shit. I'm sure everyone was like, what a beautiful, you guys, I'll describe it to our audio only listeners. For our visual listeners, I'll throw up a, a photo of it. I'll bring here. my purse here while you describe okay. it so you can see. So the dress was this very beautiful Alice and Olivia um, iridescent purple floor length gown. It was very pretty, flowy, um, totally fits the vibes of a fairy tale. Nat is now showing her purse to the audience. Um, it is a pink clutch. Um, mm. that has uh, a little glittery silver Rhinestone. butterfly yeah. in the middle. Yeah, but it's like patent pink leather. And then someone else, I asked them, our friends, that because we're in LA, so we've been like getting dinner and stuff with friends. They, I asked them, I was like, what do you think of this purse? Like, does this, what, are the, what kind of vibes does this give off? Is this good enough to go to a formal black tie wedding at the Beverly Hills Hotel? And these are my fiance's friends. Like, they were like, well, it kind of looks like, I don't know, like it looks like a call girl's purse or something what and i was like really and i was like this is what this is cute like what are you guys talking about like this is kawaii (laughs) punk like if anything this is like this would not attract men so like why would why would someone who makes their business off of attracting men use this they wouldn't actually this is a man repellent and that's why i like it wow very true (laughs) i feel like that is very true um you know what i'm hearing some movement just outside of our office did you happen to close the door when you came in no, you're scaring me. Is there someone in here? No, uh, but 
did do you remember if you closed the I did door not close okay it. you guys i'm gonna just go close that door I'll real close quick it because you got the wings oh okay thank but you i'm scared right now no no no, no it's because uh one of our um neighbors i guess you would call it in a different suite is moving out and they have one of the largest suites on this floor and so i think probably what we're hearing is them like moving stuff around but i just don't want any of it to be picked up am i deaf because i could not hear anything while natalia is doing that guys let's have a little intermission here where we shout out our donors for this episode now if you are keeping up with the let's get haunted lore you may or may not know that we are recording several episodes in a row right now to take advantage of the fact that nat had to fly in to la for this wedding that she just described so because of that i actually don't know who the donors are going to be for this episode yet but fear not because i will insert in post me reading off the names of these donors perhaps right now they will scroll by in front of my face i don't know what i'm gonna do because i haven't thought that far ahead because i don't even know maybe in you know the time that this goes live maybe we have no donors and then i'm just gonna cut all of this out who is to say but if there are donors for this month they will be scrolling by right here uh and or i will be reading them but in the future wow. so i might be in a different outfit because that is movie magic hi haunties you are currently listening to the voice of future alley and i thought it would be really funny to get a nick cage voice generator to read off the names of the donors for this episode but then i couldn't figure it out so maybe next episode but we would love to give a big shout out to Ephraim p ellen blueberry eric g samantha h abby j joaquin e smoke and void esther eden l dome vs Pants and Teenager, Anna K, Peter D, Nick, Daisy F, Stuffy, Soleil, Yuzu F, or Yuzu Fruit, Sasha, JM, Michelle P, Taylor B, Emily Joe B, Kara B, Kara B, Spooky Joey, Crystal, Samantha M, Camille, Death by Bunny, Daniela R, Jenna M, Ross, Richard O, Anne D, Kelsey L, Jill, Kinley R, Marianne M, Amina A M, Julia C, Jose P, Aiden T, Rhiannon R, Chloe L, The Goose, Patch, Felony Melanie, Leo C, Leo C, Ariel G, Ariel G, Sophie C, Madeline W, Tamika J, Stephanie N, Natasha, Kwong L, Maureen H, Day, Teethman 27, Chanel B, Benjamin S, Shania Z, Jackie B, Jennifer P, Christopher M, Melissa M, Cassidy M, Stacy S, Cherry D, Abby, Amy C, Jules the Ghoul, Hannah VR, Ruby V, Joey, Anne Marie T, Alonzo, Melissa S, Julie B, Manny M, Emily P, Piper Joe D, Carrie W, Nocturnal Coffee and Fish, Troy R, Melody M, Drew G, Joy B, Marina W, Cassie R, Paige B, Allegra B, Julia K, Jessica B, Bro Anal, Cool Blues Mama, BDS, Eliza O, AQ617, Brittany S, Jamie L, Sophie C, Alfredo S, Yeva D, Jennifer I, Kelsey H, Hannah S, Sunshine H, Kelsey K, Ed B, Chad P, Maya, 
Paulina, Laughing B, Laughing Bane, Caitlin S, Gay Nosebleeds, Kendra, Archie F, Mary Elizabeth A, Meg R, James E, Adriana B, Adriana B, Abby T, Alexis S, Amelia, Spooky Scary Tina, Ellie J, Billy R, Erica V, Nicole Z, Minnie W, Emily, Danny T, Metal Pineapple, Bandit Nicole H, Maris G, Lobo, DiGiorno Flocka, Ghost of 7-Eleven, Kyle Q, Amanda, Molly Cat, Jazz and Cryptids, Parker L, Crystal D, Tristel D, Hannah M, Sierra B, Talia D, Talia D, Jacob Lobster, Mike K, Julie C, Shara, Shara, Jordan B, Clara K, Clara K, Penny C, Kylie, Nikki, Nicole without the H, Eunice A, Laura the Lauren, Alexandra H, Sylvie B, Risen Wales, Kelsey C, Mika B, Micah B, Slut Pup for Huntress, Kathleen, Cassidy M, Tresca E, Nicole H, Nikki P, Kelsey S, Alan F, Al H, Lauren H, Bradley M, Brett B, Levi, Jordan L, Michelle H, Emmy J, Ashley J, Nick C, Sal S, Uber A, Macy F, Yas A, Sad Girl Shell, Sydney B, Angsty, Sarah, K to the Win, Carly, Tyson V, Beatrice, Beatrice, Jim H, Morgan, Kate M, Matthew L, Lisa M L, Laura Bakes, Andy, Caitlin D, 1017, Angela N, Kathy G, Kristen C, Jackie G, Sarah M, Tay's Exotic Critters, Lauren G, Taylor, Emily H, British Cyborg, Jordan F, Christy H, Janani S, Roxanne S, Brianne M, Sarah D, Sage, Monica R, Jen M, Sean, Kimberly, Caitlin D, Matt M, Alexandra, Mordo Music, Haley G, Kelsey K, Andrea C, Andrea C, J B, Michael B, Sarah W, Mecca K, Katie T, Mercy M A, Jess P, Marissa K, Gigi, Sam P, Anya, Haley C, Frank D, A Bennett, Ann P, Maja L, Maja L, Emily C, Slug Bunny, Max M, Mars Y, Casey C, Oscar M, Alyssa D, Ashley M, Rebecca, Mason G, Lena, Lena, Sonia, Kevin T, Nadine, Amanda P, Rivier, Omar C, Alex P, Elsie Fitz, Molly P, Monica H, Richard and Sands, Tiffany S, Brittany F, Deanna P, Dina P, Cassie O, Valeria R, Wayne C, Matt T, Grim L, Jonna H, Jessica S, Cynthia DLTC, Enterix, Cat B, Vicky T, Wesley B, Mario A, Kristen K, Camille, Alicia, Alessia, Allison S, Pascal S, Hannah T, Malik, Cassidy D, Jody G, Amber O, Carrie C, Brooklyn W, and Nikki S. Thank you guys so, so much. Wow. Thank you all. If you would like to join the Patreon, which is where you get your name shouted out in the donor section of each episode, you can go ahead and go to patreon.com forward slash let's get haunted. There are two tiers available for subscription purchase. Tier one is $5 a month. Tier two is $10 a month. If you choose tier two, let's say, for example, you are not locked into that forever. You can cancel at any time. You can downgrade, you can upgrade, you can wait a couple of months and then resubscribe. It's actually very user-friendly. Right. Patreon takes um, actually a very large cut 
of the donations. So I know that they are keeping up to date and making it user friendly. Mm -hmm. So if that interests you at all, you can expand the show notes and there will be a link there. And yeah, subscribe at any time. We've got lots of fun little extras on there every month. I just posted, um, this will now be in the past, but I just posted a little baking video where I baked some strawberry cupcakes. Oh, wow. So you guys can go and watch that if that interests you. Um, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, I've been lacking because we've been traveling, so I, I have, like, things I need to edit to put on there. But as soon as I get back to my computer, you guys, uh, there's going to be yeah, horse show vlogs. There's going to be, I stayed in this, Ooh. like, amazing cabin in this historical city in uh, North Carolina. So there's going to be like, lots of haunted stuff there, like fireflies and uh, kind of keeping with the theme that's going on this month, too. So there oh, I be love it. lots and lots of things. And I'm also going to upload the vlog of going to that fairy um, 1888 uh like what was it it was like a place oh, to a get coffee thing? oh remember I... I got like a like a, a tea there yeah was wait cute? was it not a cave in no. my mind you thought it <laughs> went to you... a cave yes i thought you were cool i thought you were describing like a really fucking cool cafe in a cave like no. i'm wondering if i'm combining a dream i had with maybe the i story described it i think i just probably described it as like oh. a cottage core like cave whatever that could be what it is because it kind of was that way it was like really old and wooden you guys will just have to watch the vlogs when i put them up because they're absolutely magical amazing incredible one of a kind never been done before talented brilliant incredible amazing show-stopping spectacular never the same totally unique completely not ever been done before unafraid to reference or not reference put it in a blender shit on it vomit on it eat it give birth to it yes the other thing that should be up on the patreon by the time this airs is i had an hour and a half interview today with a man named otto gross who if you listened to the episode on the ghost blimp you may remember that we shouted him out on that episode and his uh, section of his interview was featured in that episode. So if you want to see the full video Zoom meeting that I had with him, because he was a very interesting guy, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash let's get haunted and tier two will have the full video of the hour and like 40 minutes something conversation slay slay um also we have a meetup today in los angeles and i am sure we will be filming a portion of it mm -hmm. um it's probably not going to be as long of a vlog as we did for the new york city meetup and that's just because new york city had like a build-up that we were like leading up to for the shorty awards and then the meetup was featured within that vlog but i'm sure we'll film a little bit um just to show you guys what our meetups look like and we actually don't know what this meetup's gonna look like because i've never been to this bar before but i was looking for a dive bar that looked like you didn't have to be seated by a hostess that was casual that like people wouldn't care if we were yeah. taking up space so hopefully that is the case I once went to a first date at that bar you're talking about, and it was just like... The... Everyone kept to themselves. That's what I want. It had the vibes of like a hotel bar, right? Like there's Perfect. no regulars, nothing. Like it's basically empty. I think it'll be good, unless it's changed a lot, because this was a really long time ago that I went there. And how but... was the date? Um, It was strange, uh, because <gasps> the man was so fucking hot, like attractive Whoa. as fuck. Like I'm not going to describe him because I don't want to dox him, but he was a model and he was like beautiful. Oh, I remember this man. Beautiful. Yeah. And he had this fucking cool ass scar that went across part of his eye oh, wow. that I thought was, like, so hot because he was just, like, he he looked like Tyson Beckford. Do you know who that is? 
No, Maybe but I'm it sounds familiar. Wrong, but I, I'm pretty Carol sure that's who he looked like. Let me look him up. But anyways, he was telling me, um, he was telling me in this first date that he... Oh, the guy from the Britney Spears music video? Uh, I or think am I so. mistaken? Yeah, yeah, that's Tyson Beckford. Yeah, the model. Um, I will throw up a picture here on screen. Hot, beautiful person. Like, mm. looks like they were born in another planet because they're just so Attractive. ethereal looking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but he started talking about um, how he had to sue this girl for, for like, I, I think she was a waitress or something. I can't remember the story. But I remember it, like, really struck me that he started talking about this. But he had to sue this girl because she had accidentally got, gave him the cut. And he was like, this ruined my modeling career and all this stuff. Oh. And I I know, but I didn't know how to process the information because I was like, valid. Of course, you're a human and that's disappointing that you got a scar on your face. But in my mind, I had already created your character. Yeah. And I thought that you were like this cool super villain. Yeah. Who or didn't like give a fuck about a any- bond agent, yeah. like secret spy for MI5. Yeah, exactly. And seeing you uh, be show anger towards this woman who didn't mean to do this, it's just really like shattering this perception I have of you. Um, and then I was like, I don't know. It was just... Then you don't know how to feel because you're like, well, I'm sure this girl didn't do it on purpose. But then I was also like, yeah, but that sucks for him because his modeling career, you know, kind of got whatever. But then at the same time, I was like, I can't date a model. Is this what it's going to be like? Like they're just talking about their modeling career right. all the time? Because to me, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it just wasn't the vibes were off. I think I would be afraid of like accidentally stepping on this guy's toe and then being sued or like what if we're having coitus and something happens and he yeah he gets like a scratch or something right and then he's like too fragile to date right like shit like it does everything have to be done through a glory hole for protection (laughs) I don't know but this all okay now this has got me on the train of thought of celebrities that have body parts insured because part of me is like why didn't he have his face insured so then i just googled it and this is an article from l.com i think this is interesting kylie minogue has her butt insured for three million pounds what why she's is she known for her butt i don't know jennifer lopez has her butt uh insured for 17 million pounds mariah carey has her legs insured for 500 million pounds Rihanna has her legs insured for a million. Tina Turner had her legs insured for 1.5. America Ferreira has her smile insured for 7 million. Julia Roberts has hers insured for 20 million. Uh, Fernando Alonso has his thumbs insured for 9 million. He's a like F1 driver. I know who that is because he was rumored to date Taylor Swift. Oh, really? It was fake. Oh. He was, like, in on the joke. He probably was super pumped. He's like, he yeah, was. give me all. Yeah, he was making, like, all these TikToks where he would just be, like, like just reading a newspaper and it would be a Taylor Swift song in the background and he would just look up at the camera and, like, do a wink <laughs> and not say anything. And it was just, like, a funny, like, trolling joke, Yeah, like, right? he's having the time of his life. Yeah, because, like, no, obviously he was not dating, dating t- Taylor Swift at all. Like, there right. was no way. Like, they do not match up at all. Um, but there, someone had started a rumor because people do that with Taylor Taylor Swift, like every time she's single, it's like, oh, she's dating this person, this person. And so I'm pretty sure he probably started that yeah. rumor. Oh, I'm sure he was pumped. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I know who that is. He's a funny guy. Well, shout out to him uh, for fake dating Taylor Swift. I feel like that's the best way to go about like 
if you're going to be dating a celebrity, it should be fake. Yeah. Like, you don't actually want to date a celebrity and everything that comes with that, right? I feel like we should start a, a rumor. rumor that we are, like, we both dated, like, Leonardo DiCaprio or something. And just, like, rumor someone... started. Somebody started spamming. Yeah, Photoshop yeah. some pictures of, like, you know, like, the, all those pictures that are super unflattering of him, like, at the beach, <laughs> where he's just, like, a seagull is, like... Landing on him, yeah. like, stealing his sandwich <laughs> or something. Yeah, and then it just needs to be us in the background, like, we're with him, too. Perfect. And everyone's like, did you know that, like, Let's Get Haunted is in a polyamorous relationship with Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio? <laughs> yeah, I heard that they were going down to the titanic together yeah okay whoever is in charge of our wikipedia page please go edit it right now and add in unconfirmed rumors purport right. that leonardo dicaprio was in a polyamorous relationship with let's get haunted no sources see how long wikipedia lets that fly that's what i propose you know how they have like controversy sections on wikipedia pages that yes. could be it perfect yeah. okay but make sure that that's the only thing that's allowed in that section because i right. feel like it's starting a controversy section is going to invite like people to start making up other controversies that are less flattering right yeah True. Well, guys, um, thank you so much for joining us today. And I think I am going to take off these wings just because I can hear that they're scraping against the set. And for the audio only listeners, I feel like that would be annoying. So I am going to take these off before we get into the stories today. Natalia, do you have anything else to share? Um, I feel like I've overshared. <laughs> I feel like I told I've overshared. Um... And I don't know what to do about it now because I talked about the first date and then people are going to be like, wow, that's really fucked up of you because like you didn't want to date that guy just because he had been sad about getting his eye cut and had uh, a scar. And I, and, and then, no, yeah. no, here's the thing. Good for him. Hope he regained his modeling career. Um, it sounds like he looked even cooler with the scratch on his eye. He did. But I understand that the modeling business is very cutthroat, especially in Los Angeles. Um, however, I wouldn't want to date someone that I was worried about suing me either. Right. Like, okay, like I just said, if you have, um, uh, you know, an accident or maybe you leave something on the ground. I have two dogs and they get yeah. excited and they're really small, but maybe they haven't had their nails trimmed recently and they like scrape down one of his legs while they're trying to jump up to say hi to him is he gonna sue me and my dogs for that mm -hmm. because that means my homeowner's insurance which i don't have because i'm not a homeowner so scratch that my renter's insurance is gonna be like you're uninsurable in the future because right. we just paid out a million dollar claim because your dog scratched the leg of this model yeah you know you gotta think unfortunately you just have to think defensively these a, days um a pr like hr person <laughs> like the way you can just spin anything if i if I ever, you know what, if Let's Get Haunted ever gets to a place where we are relevant enough to have controversy, like, there, no, nothing's going to get past Alyssa. I hope not. No. I tell you what. She I hope is not. Professor Spin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it is now that time of the show where we unbox what you have sent us to our P.O. Box. If you would like to send us fan mail, you can do so by mailing Let's Get Haunted, P.O. Box 1658, Camarillo, California, 93011. Um, and we have letters. We yeah. have packages. And we are super excited to open your mail. So I will start. We have one here from ONF. And Owen has sent us a graduation notice. Yay! Join us for a grad party, Owen F, Sunday, June 11th, 2023, 1 to 4 p.m. I'm not going to dox him, so I'm going to cover the full name and the information on how to call an RSVP. Wait, but here's Owen! 
Are they playing guitar? Let me see. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Okay, this is giving me Taylor Swift vibes. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because there's someone um, standing in fall foliage with a guitar looking uh, ethereal and whimsical. No, that's definitely it. That's definitely it. This is a very cool picture. Uh, would love to hear you play some Taylor Swift, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> and Owen... Uh, if you guys do not know, if listeners do not know, when you send us in a picture, we put you up on our Haunted yeah. Hall of Fame, the Haunty Wall of Fame. And so this is going to go up there. I would pull it out right now to show you guys. But again, I don't want to dox anybody. But yeah. I will throw up here a redacted picture of what it looks like right now in the office. Yeah. And don't send us stuff that has pictures of you if you don't want it going in our office and then that's true and then possibly being like in a media later because um that's what we're gonna do with it yeah that's right okay this one i just opened and it has a letter let's see what it says oh this is cute this little toy is for enzo my first thought when nat named him was of the canadian cult classic reboot in the character enzo matrix his catchphrase is alpha numeric, if that helps unlock anyone's childhood <laughs> memories. I'm one of the mods for Let's Get Haunted Tumblr, ah! and I run the other fan blog for Reboot called Reboot Delight, if any of the haunties are fans. It starts off as a kid's show, but gets more mature and dark in seasons four and five. For the haunties that love spooky alien stories, I recommend the episode Trust No One from season two. It's an alien X-Files crossover parody episode that actually gets really weird and spooky the old unnatural animation helps make it look even more creepy kind of like old stop motion animation it even features gillian anderson as agent data Nolly. you can watch episodes for free at shoutfactorytv.com reboot there are lots of other creepy episodes and the animation in seasons in three and four still hold up today Anyway, Enzo in the later season is a big, gruff action figure, G.I. Joe-looking guy, and I thought it might be fun for him to have a cool character to share his name with. Oh, that's Mary awesome. L. P.S. Thanks so much for continuing to make the show that we get to listen to for free. I love horror so much as a kid, and this has helped me get back into it because I can't handle the jump scares in movies. I just want to be creeped out without getting shocked. Um, literally me. Yeah. yeah. So I 100% agree with that. Thank you very much. And oh, cool. Look at this action figure. Oh, that's okay. Thank You know what, Mary? Thank you so much for sending that in. And thank you so much for running our fan Tumblr account. Yeah. Oh, that is super cute. Enzo's going to love that. I can tell Mary's love language is like giving information, right? Sharing like, knowledge. Yeah, sharing yeah. knowledge. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you guys are listening and you'd like to partake in the Fan Run Tumblr account, you can do so by going to our link tree, which is the one and only link that is up on our Instagram account and our Twitter account, or you can go in the show notes. It'll say LGH link tree and you can click it. Scroll down to the bottom of the links provided because we have a Fan Run Instagram account and a Fan Run Tumblr account. And I I love both of those so much. They first of all, the Tumblr account is so yeah. organized. Like I know. they will reblog stuff that has nothing to do with us but has to do with Just topics haunted. we've covered. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool because if you're interested in any of the topics we've covered, you can like do deep dives really easily with the stuff that's reblogged onto the Fan Run Tumblr account. 
Um, and it's also like a very nice compliment to the episode. So if you're listening, you could just like scroll through and see if anyone's posted anything um, related to that topic. And I really like it. Thank you so much for running those. This next one comes from Lily and Camden, and it looks like it is another announcement. Very excited. Oh, this is okay. Also, this is like very inspirational because I feel like people have like these very cool announcements and like RSVP like invitations that I would not have even considered like very cool ideas. So yes, this looks like this is for a wedding. Lily, I'm not going to dox anyone. So I'm only going to read first names. It says with joyful hearts, Lily and Camden, Saturday, September, and then I'm not going to say the date because it hasn't happened yet. And I don't want to dox anyone invite you to celebrate their love and marriage. We look forward to seeing you. And then it has a very cute again. I don't want to dox anyone. So I'm going to pass these to Nat um, so that she can describe them. Oh, that's cute. Oh my gosh. There's also a very cute picture. This this doesn't have names, so I am going to show it. This is adorable. What oh, a wow. fucking cute. That is cute. Wait. Photo. I love you how their cards. It's not like just a normal card. It's rounded and yeah. it has a cool shape. It's cool. Yeah, super cool. And they attached a handwritten note. Dear Nat and Allie, we have been listening to your podcast since 2019. In fact, 2019 is when we started dating. What? Your podcast was definitely one of the things that brought us together. I still remember when Camden and I were kind of in the talking stage and he sent me the first episode of your show. He sent it? That's <gasps> a fucking cool. I love that. Yeah, I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. I loved it so much and we talked about it a ton. We have gone on a couple of dates based on inspirations from LGH2. What? We took a trip out to Stoll, Kansas, what? which was very unsettling, by the way. And we have gone randonauting a few times. During one of our randonauting adventures, we found a really beautiful lake, which ended up being the spot that Camden proposed to me at. What? I'm like in shock right now. On, I... <gasps> on another randonauting date, we ended up on a road with trees along both sides. On the trees, bikes were chained against them to look like they were driving up the tree. There were even some chained upside down along branches that extended out above the road. This was in the middle of nowhere and much more haunted than when we stumbled across the lake, though that became our proposal spot. So basically, your podcast has played a huge role in our relationship, wow. and we love listening to you guys. And we really appreciate all that you do. So we wanted to extend an invitation to our wedding. Thank you so much for everything. Love, Lily and Camden. Wow. You know what? That's amazing. And I, I have a couple thoughts. First thought is that um, if you share this podcast with someone, you're going to get either laid or married. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, yeah. We, we heard from someone in the past who... Um, who had started listening to this podcast with their boyfriend and then broken up and then come back to it later. Yeah. So it is interesting. Like, is this like a couple thing, kind of? I think if you can survive the the Let's Get Haunted discography together, right. you have a relationship built to last. Yes. And then my second thought is, um, yeah, that I just love that you guys went ra randonauting and that's how they proposed. Also, what a haunted description. So somebody on a like abandoned country road had chained bikes 
and in some sort of art installation to the trees and the branches so that some of them were hanging upside down above yeah, the road. I was picturing that. That is fucking cool. Yeah. I, I want to know the that. backstory. It could look really haunted if, like, the bikes were really, like, haunted looking, but but it could also be, like, kind of cute, like, if they were painted. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking specifically at this place that, uh, where the horse show's at, there's, like, this shop that has a bike that's painted pink, and it's, mm-hmm. like, on the wall sideways, so it looks like it's going up the wall. But this, I think, is probably not painted pink, so I could see how it would be more... <laughs> unsettling if you have more information on that random road you found please email it into us because i would love to know the backstory of who took the time to do that and what was up with uh what haunting they were experiencing but i think this is the first time we've ever had an lgh like a true lgh couple yeah and we would love to hear more stories if you guys met your significant other because of lgh or your bond was strengthened because of lgh please write in let's get haunted pod at gmail.com what a delight and congratulations on your wedding yeah congratulations that you guys have lgh in common because my fiance wants nothing to know about lgh he's like this is too haunted and i really like to pretend that side of you doesn't exist and you're (laughs) scaring me so I think that's really interesting that it brings people to de- together. Yeah, uh, again, yeah, same here. Um, my boyfriend likes to pretend that it doesn't exist, and he doesn't want me to ever bring it up. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he doesn't want his family to know about it. They follow me on Instagram, and he, like, got really stressed out when I posted the photo of me and Nat with the Shorty Award. And, like, he was like, ah, oh, like, all my friends that follow you are going to know now. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. That's lame. Okay, so my fiance just started to kind of change his tune, I feel like, when we got the Shorty Award, because then some of his friends that follow me on Instagram were, like, asking about it. They're like, oh, that's really cool. And then something else kind of major happened recently, and then he brought it up. And I feel like it was, like, a small thing of pride for him. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, like, mm." okay, this one is really, really cute. Look, it says positive hauntings only. Oh. And it's got... Kurami, I think, is one of the, the Sanrio character. To be honest, I never really been, I've never really known this uh, Sanrio character because I'm old and it came out like after after Hello Kitty. Yeah, and so I I I, I didn't know what how to say their name. That's like Pokemon. When um, I was playing it, it was like there were no generations of Pokemon. And then later, it's like now we're on the 10th gen or something, like 6th gen of Pokemon. And how I just cute. can't keep up. That's super cute. Nat and Allie, love the pod. I saw these and had to snag them for you two. Nat, you can still be kawaii and emo. Don't worry. Enjoy Grim. Oh, oh I love Grimm. that. Oh, Thank wait. you, Grim. Grim, I recognize your name. How oh, my gosh. gosh. One for you. Oh, my gosh. Um, what? Whoa. Okay, I will model this. Nat, if you want to describe what we are looking at. This is so cute. Um, okay, so it says kaleidoscope creepy kawaii coloring and it has eight markers and a 64 page coloring pad and it has creepy kawaii little characters like there's like a frog witch with a skull and a kitty cat that's like a skeleton and there's a raccoon as well um oh my gosh i see a mushroom a mushroom drinking poison but it's like cute these are so cute oh my gosh thank you so much graham i love too when you guys send us stuff a lot of you, we recognize your names. And so it's really cool to be like, yeah, oh, you, this Grimm. is from Mary, like who runs our Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Like this is from Grim, yeah. like who is a member of the Patreon. Like it's cool. I love it. Thank you so much, Grim. Yeah, and how thoughtful thank you. Because, this is very, yeah. this is a very nice gift too. You guys, I know when you send us stuff, 
Um, especially if you're sending a large package, shipping is expensive. I know, like, you know, buying gifts is expensive, especially for two people that, uh, like, live in a, a shoebox in another state far away from you. Yeah. So um, we really appreciate this stuff, like, really, and especially, like, our international listeners who send in stuff internationally. Like, I know shipping's not cheap, so no. thank you guys. We really do appreciate this stuff. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This next one comes from Olivia M. And Nat, you're going to die over her graduation announcement because she literally looks like um, the Disney movie Anastasia in the snow in like this beautiful crimson dress. I'm covering her name. Oh, my God. Wait. Here you go. You have to look at this. How does it feel? Oh, my God. How does it feel to see everyone live my dream? This is how does it feel to be God's favorite, Olivia? Because you look absolutely stunning, stunning in these photos. The vision was there. Sorry. This is, again, I don't know if this is just because I really like Taylor Swift, but this is giving Taylor Swift red. (laughs) I'm going to read this letter while Nat looks at that graduation announcement. Sorry. This is like a beautiful... A, like I don't even know how to describe it, like a medieval red dress. Yeah, and then I love, I love it. Like everything about it, like is a gown, awesome. just yeah. like this beautiful gown. Like you're ready to go into Anastasia's yes. castle and in Russia. And just and... Dark, dark hair. So Olivia says, "Hey, Nat and Allie, I have been listening to your podcast since you guys first started. You guys are so amazing, and I love you. And your podcast means so much to me. I graduate in June, so I thought I'd send y'all one of my grad cards." P.S. Congrats on the Shorty Award. You are most deserving of literally every single award ever. And I can't wait to see what the future brings for the podcast. Love y'all both. Stay haunted, Olivia. We are so fortunate to have such a cool audience. When you guys send us, like, cards, I feel like I have friends. And then I'm normal and I'm accepted. Does that make sense? Yeah, because someone else in the universe is sharing this very niche interest with you, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And especially when... uh, Perhaps people in your life are not very on board (laughs) with what you're doing. It's nice to have that sort of reassurance. Like somebody else likes this. All right. Well, with that said, Nat, are you ready to get into today's stories? I'm so ready. I'm pumped. Did any of these stories... You guys, off camera, I just told Natalia a very horrifying, terrible, real life story yeah. that is like has been making me sick to my stomach for the last week or so since I first heard it. Um, anyway, we can't share it publicly because no. I don't think it's meant to be shared. But maybe yeah. in the future we'll share it. But we're both traumatized now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great. Should I read this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go for it. Start up first listener story. Natalia, yeah. strong attorney at law. Please <laughs> go ahead. Our first story comes to us from Caitlin S. Hey team, you guys are awesome. I'm new to the podcast, but have been binge listening for about a week. I think a topic that could be cool to dive into would be a glitch in the matrix, which I happen to have a story about. Oh yeah. I posted this on Reddit and didn't get much friction, but I still think about this all the time and have no other explanation. To preface my story, my college campus and town are basically like a long oval that a road and a pathway go almost straight through. At the far end, there's the library. At the close end of campus is an admin building and the main road that runs through right up to the admin building. Uh, from one end to the other is about a 10 to 15 minute walk. Five years ago, I was walking from my off-campus apartment along the main road toward the library to do some studying. Around the admin building, I passed this guy I'm friendly with named Tim 
headed the opposite direction towards town. We smile at each other, nod, and continue on our ways. I'm friendly with Tim as we are in overlapping friend groups while I also have chatted at the bar, while we also have chatted at the bar in various parties. As I get closer to the library, maybe 50 feet away, I see Tim exiting the library. He passes me again, going back towards town. We smile, say hey, and continue on our ways. Meanwhile, I'm super confused that I just saw him 10 minutes ago at the opposite side of campus, going the wrong direction from where I just saw him. I knew him well enough to know that I didn't have that he didn't have a twin, at least a twin on campus. I tried to play out a scenario that maybe someone picked him up and dropped him off, but I can logically think of why I can't logically think of why he would get dropped off just to walk home 30 seconds later when he was already almost there. I ran several other scenarios over in my head and the only thing that has ever made any plausible sense was that it was a glitch in the matrix. Stay haunted. Kate. Um, first of all, Kate, I can identify with this so much. Mm-hmm. The social anxiety of just seeing someone twice, like, unexpectedly, <laughs> and you're just running through scenarios of, like, how it could be possible. And and it just reminds me of that um, meme where it's, like, a guy standing in the corner at a party, you know, and he's like, they don't know I, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, they don't know that I've already, like, calculated exactly why they would be here in what dimension and what right. glitch in the Matrix and that I've already made a theory as to why we we are all existing here at once, you know? It's just, like, a very relatable thing of, like, like something sort of haunted happens yeah. and you jump to the worst-case scenario. But I, like, 100% love this story. It Now, here's an alternate theory. Doppelganger. We had a very scary doppelganger story last listener episode, yeah, and no. that has not left my no. mind. And now every time I hear uh-huh. a story, I'm like, it's a doppelganger. Right. It's a doppelganger, 100%. Maybe it was like a social experiment. And like, oh, this is also social anxiety. Oh, that's scary. You know, all your friends are secretly not your friends. And <laughs> yeah. They're just experimenting on you. But you know what? Either way, it's haunted. That's true. Either way, it's haunted. It was either a glitch in the matrix, a doppelganger, or you are living in some sort of a bubble, much like the Truman Show, where everyone is orchestrating uh, scenarios around you just to see how you'll react yeah. for a TV audience. Yeah. <laughs> All of those are horrifying. Right. Thank you very much for writing in. Loved it. This next one comes from Carol J. Hello, Allie and Nat. I've been a big fan of the podcast since it started and have been meaning to write to you guys about my haunted experiences for a while. Better late than never. When I was a kid, like three or four, I refused to sleep in my bedroom because I claimed an old man would sit on my dresser and watch me sleep. I have no memory of this, but I do remember being scared to sleep in my bedroom. I eventually did start sleeping in my own bedroom, but there were many times I would wake up to my bed shaking violently, and I swore my blanket got thrown off of me. My parents swore it was nothing at the time, just bad dreams, but I recently talked to my mom about it. Apparently, we had an old couch in the house that my parents had gotten from a nursing home that was shut down. My mom thinks that that couch was haunted. When I was nine, my brother got married and took the couch, and I never had any issues after that. When my brother got divorced, his ex kept the couch, so I hope she got haunted after that. (laughs) Another story I have is from 2018 when my grandma passed away. I was at college about an hour and a half away from everyone when my grandpa asked everyone to come quickly to the hospital to say goodbye. I had just gotten to my car when my mom called and told me that my grandma had passed. 
That night, I woke up to a comforting tapping on my leg. I didn't think much of it at first and quickly fell back asleep. The next morning, my aunt, who was out of state, and my cousin, who couldn't leave work in time to say goodbye, said that they felt something tapping on their legs the previous night, too. The three of us were the only ones who didn't get to say goodbye, so we all think that my grandma was saying goodbye to us. I don't have any more stories, but I have one more thing that is haunted. You guys have probably heard of the double murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German from Delphi, Indiana, sometimes called the Snapchat murders or something like that. Well, I'm from Delphi and was a senior in high school when it happened. The murder is still unsolved, and I think that's super haunted that there is a killer on the loose, probably in my community. Thank you, guys. Your podcast is my favorite and has gotten me through a lot. Carol J. Carol, I'm so sorry about ending it that way, where you're just like, here's a story that's really scary about this haunted couch. And then also, uh, just to let you know, there's a killer on the loose in my community. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Yeah. Well, now I will say, so Carol, you wrote this email in 2021. As of the end of 2022, the person who is believed to be responsible for the Snapchat murders was caught and put in jail. There's a lot of controversy surrounding this to the point where I've been afraid to cover this episode on Let's Get Haunted um, just because of how controversial. There's like, man, there. this was a case of where there were people on TikTok and Reddit who thought that they had solved the mystery and like basically defamed innocent people and like ruined their lives. And so now there's like a lot of lawsuits involved with this case because the guy that was caught was never one of the people that was publicly named as Mm -hmm. a possible suspect. Um, And so anyway, once this guy is found guilty or innocent, maybe we'll cover it. But I definitely know the case you're talking about. It is fucking crazy. The TLDR for people who aren't aware is these two high school girls in Delphi, Indiana, decided to go on a hike one day at this local hiking trail. And they were taking Snapchat videos and pictures of each other crossing this old rail railroad bridge that's part of this hiking path. Yeah. And then um, they ended up recording... The police have never released, like, the entirety of the recording, but they, the police did release, like, a short little clip of this guy saying, down the hill, like, basically telling them, like, you need to get off of this railroad and track and go down the hill. And um, it's believed that that was the voice of the killer. And they had also captured, in the background of one of their Snapchat videos, uh, a, like, video of this guy walking with his head down so you can't see his face walking like you know i don't know how many meters behind them but kind of in the distance behind them and the police played that like a little section of that on a loop and to see if anyone could recognize the guy i'm gonna can i send it to you because it's actually like very very scary i literally hate my life i hate that i have this podcast (laughs) why i don't need to see this why why do i have to see this it's out like i just hearing about it is scary enough okay i'm gonna play it for you are you ready No. (laughs) America is a nation of detectives today, trying to identify the suspect in this photo and this voice. The grainy image and that haunting audio were recorded by 14-year-old Liberty German on her cell phone. She also shot this last photo of her best friend, 13-year-old Abigail Williams. Abigail and Liberty were found murdered near this creek on a hiking trail in Indiana on Valentine's Day. We played the audio for people in Delphi, Indiana, population just 3,000. Somebody knows this voice. 
So do you want to, can I tell you who they ended up arresting? Who? The guy that worked at the pharmacy in town. And after the girls were found deceased, because it's a super small town, the mom went into that CVS to get some photos printed for the vigils. Mm -hmm. And he was the guy that printed the photos for them. And he was like, oh, no charge, no charge. It's like totally fine. Like, I'm not going to charge you. And he's the guy that that is now arrested and in jail. He hasn't gone to trial yet, so this why is all did, like... Wait, why do they think he did it? So at the scene of the crime, the only thing that's been released so far because it hasn't gone to trial yet is that at the scene of the crime, there was a bullet casing um, for a Sig Sauer gun. And I guess he owns a Sig Sauer and it's a small town. And so there's not a lot of people that own that type of gun. And then the... Like, it had been ejected. Like, he hadn't shot his gun. It had been, like, racked. I don't know how to describe it. You know what I'm talking about? Where, like, Pops. the shell flies out. Oh. And so he, like, probably to scare them was, like, you know, yeah. racking the gun. And then the the shell flew out. And the markings on that shell match markings generated on a different shell, like, uh, from his gun. Oh. And he still, they said he never threw anything out. So, like I said, it hasn't gone to trial, so I don't know exactly what all the evidence is. But they said he never threw out his clothes. He already admitted that he was at the bridge that day and had done an interview with police at the time, being like, yeah, I was there and I saw them. And nobody else admitted to seeing them on the hiking trail that day. And he was like, yeah, I saw them. Um, you know, very sad situation. And then... Why would... Why, like, how, did he just shoot them? So they haven't so they haven't released how they died yet, but something that was leaked, so like unconfirmed, is that they were stabbed to death. Obviously, I have no idea why someone do that. I just don't I don't understand people. I don't get it. I don't Yeah. You know, what would the point of like of that be? I don't understand. Because that's just like a killing for no like what does a twelve or thirteen year old have that you need from them? Well, okay, trigger warning. Um, skip ahead two minutes from now if you're sensitive to um, CSAM or child sexual abuse material. But uh, there seems to be a link between their deaths and a pedophile that had, was, like, archiving child sex abuse material online and, like, sharing it on this Dropbox link. He had been talking to the girls the day that they went missing online. And so at first people thought it was him. And then, like, we still don't know if there's some connection between him and the guy that was that now is arrested for the crime. Like, maybe there was, like, some link there because they lived in close proximity to each other. I don't oh my know. God. What? This is, like, this is why it's so important, I think, kids that have social media. Like, I, I'm torn on this because sometimes I think, like, kids shouldn't have social media because of these fucking predators. Yeah, it's like, scary. It's so scary. Like, they can just choke, like, they can pose as just another kid, like... Oh, cool. You know, funny picture. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. F I hate this. I know. It's so this scary. Makes me wanna, this, I'm like, fuck murderers. They're horrible. And then hearing the details of this makes me want to kill someone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. You're yeah. forcing me to be a murderer. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I grew up in the days of MySpace and I remember it being very controversial. Like, I don't think my parents knew I had a MySpace, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't as easy to log on either because maybe you would have access at like a school computer or a library computer mm -hmm. or like most households had 
one computer, that's it. Like no laptops, it would be the family computer. And so if I was logged on there, I remember my parents had parental restrictions that would send them a report every time I got off AOL of like, these are all the websites your child visited. So I would have to like try to figure out workarounds to log on to MySpace. And even that, like people were preyed upon then when it was so much harder to have social media that now it's just so easy that, yeah, it's scary. It's hard to know what's right. Well, rest in peace to those girls. I hope karma is real and they are reincarnated and come back in this life and uh, have better fucking luck. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, Again, this is all alleged because he has not gone to trial yet. And in the U.S., you're presumed innocent until proven guilty. Whoever is responsible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it was him. But since this is such a controversial case, um, I don't know. I don't know. But Carol, Jay, thank you for writing in with your stories. And that's crazy that you're from Delphi because that is a super fucking small town. Yeah. I wonder if they have more info on it. Yeah, I would be interested. Carol, if you still listen to this and want to write in with um, more information now that it's been over a year after, um, definitely write in because I'm so curious because it is such a small town. And you say that you're from Delphi and you were in high school when this happened. So I'd be interested to know if you knew the girls or like what the town is saying now that this CVS pharmacist has been arrested. This next one's from Annie from Canada. And I think we might have met them at um, the meetup. Oh, but really? I but I don't know. I don't know. It might be a different. Okay. Hi, Allie and Matt. I originally sent this message to your Instagram on March 22nd, 2020, but oh. then realized that you asked for listener stories to get sent to your email. After yeah. I listened to your sleep paralysis episode, I decided to resend it. Hi, Nat and Alyssa. This message is coming to you from Alberta, Canada. You can call me Annie, but please don't share my email. Hope you're having a good quarantine. I wanted to let you know that last night I was visited by a demon. What? I woke up at around 4 a.m. and I could sense a shoulder height dark red and black entity on the west side of my bed. No. It was a humanoid slash animal shape with the head and two arms and legs and had distinct had a distinctly malevolent and evil presence. I tried to call out stop or go away to signal to it that I was awake. It felt very important to me that I do this as I felt a conviction that this would be the only way it would leave. However, my tongue was like cement and no sound would come out. I tried to speak, but my throat and chest were also constricted. Eventually, I was able to get out a croaky stop, and I physically said it out loud over and over and over again until I was yelling. At that point, I asked the universe for protection. The demon slash entity went away, and I felt safe enough to go back to sleep. A logical explanation would have been that I was dreaming. However, when I synced my smartwatch with my cell phone this morning, there was no data available for the period of time when I was visited by the demon. No fucking way. Almost a year later, I have not been visited by a sleep paralysis demon again. However, often before I go to bed, I feel uneasy as though something evil is about to manifest in my apartment. I live in an old apartment building that was built in the 40s. This feeling could be so intense that I am driven to do a protection spell and place a piece of black tourmaline on my nightstand. Mm. Love the podcast. Can't wait to keep listening to your stories. Um, Annie, what the hell that that there's no information from the time that you were visited by the demon? That I, is so scary. It is really scary. Oh, my God. To me, this seems like because, okay, sleep paralysis demons usually aren't like red, you know? They're usually just shadow figures. Yeah, that's true. But the, but there are people who see, like, full-bodied apparitions like the night hag. 
That's true, but that's the night hag. This is a red and black shoulder height demon. Let's Google red and black sleep paralysis demon. Because I wonder if this is another one of those, like, archetypes that people see. Oh, here we go. Okay, Reddit. On r slash ask Reddit. Nine years ago, user Bergy BMX asked victims of sleep paralysis, what was your run-in with the sleep paralysis demon like? And this person whose username is Tigger T Andy said, never realized this is what I had experienced until I started looking around here. Worst experience I ever had was with a devil-like creature, red and black with huge teeth that sat on me. It felt like it was suffocating me. It just kept pushing on my chest and I was terrified. I couldn't move or scream. What made it really bad, after I got up, my husband woke up and started and startled and told me something had been pressing on his chest trying to kill him. TLDR, both me and my husband had sleep paralysis at the same time with a devil demon, red and black, sitting on our chest. New cryptid unlocked? New sleep paralysis demon unlocked? I'm going to call this like a devil. To me, that's a devil. I think a devil is like a type of species of demon. (laughs) You know, like a chihuahua? Yeah, yeah. It's a devil. Oh, okay. That's like your run-in-the-mill devil, right? Like shoulder height. Blackish, reddish. Pitchfork. Yeah, exactly. Horns. You know, uh, deletes data off of your phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm thinking, what if there, like, an electromagnetic disturbance happened when this demon entered the room and it caused the smartwatch to, like, temporarily stop recording data? I mean, we could go off the rails. If you're one of these people that su- subscribes to the theory that, like, ghosts and supernatural paranormal entities or whatever are actually, and aliens and everything are actually just us from, like, different dimensions, mm-hmm. it could literally just be you staring at yourself trying to get yourself to wake up for some reason to, like, change a timeline. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I hate it. Thank you, Annie. Love it. Hate it. At the same time. All right, this next one comes from Emily J. This is a long one, so buckle up. Hey, spooky bitches. I had just recently finished My Favorite Murder. Yes, all of it. And I started listening to your podcast as it intrigued me when scrolling through my saved ones on Spotify. While I'm writing this, I'm currently on episode 25 and a half about listener stories. I've always wanted to write this story, but I never knew how to compile it and create a timeline as it is from my mother's perspective and I never asked for for specific days when these events occurred. So here are some of her stories from her school. Let's give a little background. This is going to be a long one, so buckle up. No, like really long, I mean it. What? I say her school because she is the only teacher that teaches there. I don't wish to disclose the name or location of this school to the readers, so I just ask that the following parentheses not be said out loud, but I will indulge you to, and then she says what school it is in parentheses, which I'm not going to read. This school used to be a high school long ago, but with dwindling numbers. It got turned into a pre-K slash elementary school only on the basement floor. I never attended, but my oldest brother, who is now 28 or something, I don't fucking know anymore, only attended there for one year in third grade. Due to transportation issues and space freeing up in the school in my hometown only 10 minutes away, it was made into an alternative school for troubled kids. My mom teaches grades K through 12, and her students were kicked out slash expelled from their public schools and sent to my mom's school to finish out their schooling with trained professionals in behavioral issues. 
My mom travels the state attending classes on behavior in troubled kids and even teaches self-defense classes and other physical classes on how to safely restrain students. She only teaches in one room of the school, which is on the second floor in the middle of the floor down a long hallway. This is needed for future reference. Before we get into her paranormal experiences at the school, I'd like to tell you some of her haunted student stories. When going to class, the students must be metal detected now because a student once had tried to bring a knife to hurt my mother. She's been strangled with abrasions around her neck for the week following, has chased a kid on the highway for miles while barefoot, she legally must keep an eye on him before the police arrive, and has even had her eye socket broken by a student. This place is fucked up. There's even a carpeted room for unruly students. We don't know if anyone had had experiences before these troubled students begin to attend or if it's their negative and violent energy propelling something to haunt this school. Now, on to the stories. I don't know the exact timeline of these as my mom has worked there for over 20 years. Another tidbit before we begin is that my childhood dog was named Lady and was a service dog for my mom to take to the school and help calm the kids down. They absolutely loved her and she was the sweetest dog known to man. I will attach a picture of her below. I tell you this because Lady is not easily spooked, as she's bitten live snakes, chased rabid dogs away from my brothers and me, has been run over and survived, and was even abused by her previous owner but just kept on keeping on. I know two stories involving Lady. Everything I say is from my mom's perspective, and after these experiences, she now has holy water regularly blessed and stashed around the school. She mutes the TVs whenever a movie or show is saying anything that could conjure anything negative at home as she, quote, experiences enough haunted shit at school. One afternoon, after the students and her helpers had left, it was just her and Lady. This happened most days because she was the only teacher and needed to grade 10 plus students' work or work on their behavioral paperwork. She says that Lady had suddenly gotten up from her spot at my mom's feet and stood in the doorway of the classroom, looking down the hallway leading to the classroom, and started growling. My mom immediately got flustered because she knew nobody was going to be there at this hour, as the, janitor's, as the janitor is a husband and wife who clean on the weekends and all the students live in different towns, and her helpers help transport them to and from school so they would already be gone. She got up from her desk and went towards Lady, and when she reached out to pet her, Lady was as stiff as a board and fixated on the end of the hallway. My mom then says she started hearing piano music. What? As she began to walk out of the classroom, Lady snapped out of this stupor and followed her, whining as if begging for her to not go towards the piano music. My mom eventually goes down the hall with the unused room that has a piano in it. She opens the door and the music stops. What? I have the chills. The dusty stool in front of the piano has the word high written onto, the, oh onto it in the dust. Oh my God. My mom immediately brushes off the dust and erases the word. She thought the word must have been written by a student who perhaps wasn't where they were supposed to be and had wandered in when going to the bathroom or something. But even despite this explanation, she could not explain the disembodied piano music. She was listening to a podcast, which she had immediately paused when she got up to investigate ladies barking and growling. 
Another time, my mom was getting ready to leave and was carrying her things down the stairs. When she descended the steps to go to the ground floor, Lady froze at the top and laid down whimpering. My mom was freaked out, begging her to come down with her because Lady always comforted her in the creepy dark school. When Lady refused to move and my mom continued down the stairs, still Lady wouldn't budge. My mom says that she had to go out to her car and put everything away and go inside and physically carry Lady out of the school. The last story involving Lady is that one of her students became interested in learning an instrument. My mom knew there was an old music room on the ground floor with instruments belonging to the school and thought that she could find an instrument for the students to learn with. Lady followed her down as always, but when my mom got into the room, Lady refused to come in. Mm. It freaked my mom out, and so she just left and told the student that she couldn't find anything right now and would look again later. She never went down into that room ever again. Before I get to the weirdest experiences, I would just like to go over some experiences told to my mom from her helpers and students, some of which weren't religious and would consider themselves to be skeptics. Once, one of my mom's helpers was down in the gym with a student, trying to get them to finish their hour of P.E. for the day, as they had refused to do it earlier. In this gym, there is a stage at one end, and its curtains are always drawn shut. Backstage, there is a spiral staircase leading up to my mom's classroom, which is what they would usually use to go back and forth when needed. My mom's helper and this student come running into the classroom from the front entrance, and the helper rushes over to her, exclaiming, We heard growling down there behind the stage. My mom didn't want to freak anybody out, and so she didn't comment on it further in front of her students, just brushing it off as the wind. Another time, a student had asked to go into the bathroom, and when they returned, they exclaimed, Mrs. Insert my mom's name here. I went in, and I heard someone in one of the bathroom stalls. My mom never allowed two students to leave the room at once, and so this couldn't have been another student, and all her helpers were in the room with her. The student begged my mom to go in and stand outside of the stall while the student went in to use the bathroom, and so my mom did. Another time, my mom herself said she was using the restroom and the toilet in the stall next to her flushed. This was after Lady had passed, and yet again, one of her helpers was taking a student downstairs for something, and when she came back, she asked, why is there toilet paper stacked on the steps? My mom was confused and went to see what she was talking about. Walking to the landing of the staircase, my mom sees all of these rolls of toilet paper, perfectly aligned on the steps, one on each stair. Wow. She picked them up and put them away. Now, on to Ruby. My mom has an infrared photo of Ruby, which I will attach below. The time she took this photo was her first experience with the so-called Ruby. Now, down the little hallway leading to her classroom, there are two other smaller rooms my mom uses for one-on-one -on -one teaching or sometimes to put a student in when they need to calm down. Once, a student had told my mom they got a weird feeling in room C, and so after school, my mom and one of her helpers who didn't have a kid to drive home downloaded an infrared app on my mom's phone and went into room C. The photo below is what was caught. It looks like a kid or a teenager sitting on a surface in the room. 
that surface was a heater, which was too hot for anybody to actually sit on for a long period of time. Wow. This freaked my mom out, and she has the photo in her phone till this day. The main story of Ruby, which also explains the origin of her name, came from one of the students who was freaking out having a crisis. He was on a table screaming and crying, saying, She's going to kill me! She's going to kill me! I never asked my mom for the context of the story or for why he was freaking out. I just assumed that it must have been a behavioral issue thing. My mom asked him, Who's trying to kill you? And the kid replied, Ruby, she's going to kill us all. We need to kill her before she kills us. Uh, no. This chilled my mom to the core. This went on for about five to ten minutes until he calmed down and my mom sat down with him to comfort him. She never asked him about, quote unquote, Ruby ever again and never mentioned the name to anybody outside of that room other than me. This is the experience that prompted her to bring holy water to her school. I remember once my friend and I were at the school because we love paranormal stuff, and we were looking at the pictures of the graduating classes out in the main hall, which is still up to this day. We found, I believe, one or two people named Ruby, and one of them really caught my eye. Looking at the photo made me feel weird, but it may just be because of the name and because she had these really, really dark eyes like there was a shadow over her eyes in the photo. We don't even know if that Ruby is alive or dead because the class year was only in the 50s or 60s, and so she very well could be alive to this day, and the kid just saw one of the Rubies in the photo and chose that name. Maybe he made the whole thing up, but even then, that doesn't explain everything else that happened, especially ladies' experiences and reactions. The other set of photos are ones that one of her helpers took, and I had captioned them and drawn on them with Snapchat. If you wish to post any of these photos, feel free to do so. Just blur out the faces of anybody. I don't know if these were taken during a school day or if the helpers were there and had photos and had taken her kids while she got something. There's no principal or anything, and so it's relaxed, and I would go out there all the time. I never had any experiences myself at this school. I just got weird feelings is all. One of the photos shows a difference between an orb and dust, and the other photo shows the apparition of a little girl captured in the hallway, mist-like and gray. The other kids in the photos were the only ones around that size there, and I swear when you zoom in, you can see bangs, a mouth, and her body. Is this the real Ruby? Was she just playing around with the music and the toilet paper? But why would she growl and scare a dog as sweet as Lady? Many people have suggested that my mom needs to go get the school blessed, saged, or investigated, but she worries it will only progress and the happenings will continue to happen more frequently. She tells me that she never quite feels alone in the school and hopes that Lady is still by her side when she's rushing out after a late night. If you look up the school, there is quite literally nothing on it except the town it's located in. You can find the stats on it online from when it taught grades 3 through 5. The town was established in the 19th century as blank, like redacted, station. You can find a reading on it, on its time as a station on, and then this is the website, but I'm not reading any of that because she said she didn't want people to find her mom through this Mm -hmm. email. So that's it. I'm sorry if it was long. Thank you for making this podcast. And let me know if you'd like me to write in about my friend and I's experience with the Ouija board, how a demon had tricked us into almost opening a portal into this world, how my uncle Bill 
and his grandmother could have communicated with us, or how we think we communicated with a murder victim and found her story online later, trying to, trying to find her some peace. Let me know. Keep doing what you're doing, and honestly, I'd rather not get haunted. From Emily J. Emily, of course we want to hear all that other stuff. That's crazy. That school sounds insane. I'm going to forward you these these pictures. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I want to see the pictures. Like, Oh, my God. The whole time that was happening, I was thinking, her mom is so brave. Like, Right? Yeah. Like, she's had her eye socket broken. Like, you know, kids, they're immature. And especially if they're troubled, they're acting out, they can be violent. But they're yeah. not, like, at that age, they can do some serious damage. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And it seems like more and more scary, like unsettling stories of kids lashing out has become like just commonplace. The norm, yeah. Yeah, it's just the norm now. I see stuff on Reddit all the time of like, here's a kid beating up a teacher because the teacher asked him to stop talking on his phone during class. And did it's you like, send the picture? yeah, I did. And it's just crazy. It's crazy how little teachers get paid for how much danger they're put in. So I just forwarded Natalia the email with the... Oh, the dog's so cute. What yeah. the fuck? The infrared picture? I know. Can you describe it to our listeners? Okay. It's like one of those pictures that's, you know, oh um, my God. when there's like a storm coming through town, like what you would see uh, on the Doppler or whatever, yeah. not the Doppler, what you would see like... Like, oh, there's a rainstorm, and then they show, like, a 12-hour forecast of it, mm -hmm. and it's, like, all those, like, super bright colors shows. It's that, but you can clearly see it's – that's crazy. Yeah, you can clearly see there's a person sitting on top of this, this heater, but they're, like – it doesn't look like a person. It looks like legs and, like – A torso. It's, like, a, just a torso, but I don't see a head. And the way that it's sitting is, like, it's behind – it's, like, in the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. We got to put these on the um... Instagram. Yeah, if you guys want to see any of the images we talk about in this episode, go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram and look for the photo dump for this episode and you can scroll through all the key images. Wait, this, this picture, is that the person there with the hair and the skirt? I think it's in the... Or is it this? There's two people in here. I think, I it's I don't the, know. It's the gray thing? Some, I'm not sure. Oh, I don't I see know. It. Yeah, that's creepy. I feel like that's the same. That looks the same figure wise as the thing that's sitting on the heater. Like, I feel like that apparition. There's two photos, guys. One picture is like um, has a heat signature or whatever. It's the infrared. And then the other picture is just a hallway with some students standing in it. And at the end of the hallway, there's like an apparition um, that looks like the same. It's like yeah. The same size and everything as that other one. And if you keep scrolling down, there should be two more images. Yeah, this one is orbs. Um, it's showing orb and... Um, the difference between an dust. orb and dust, I think. Right, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's crazy. These are crazy photos. You guys need to check these out. And this dog looks really cute. I would not be able to work in that school if I did not have Lady or the dog with me. So I'm surprised that your mom hasn't gotten another dog. Yeah, yeah, I know this is like this is fucking scary, Emily. Um, write in if you have not been haunted sufficiently enough to not want to listen to our podcast anymore. Um, if you're still listening, please write in with those other stories that you talked about because yes, we want to hear about them. That's crazy. And give us an update about your mom. Is she still yeah. teaching there? Did she decide to retire? Because let me tell you what, I would have retired 
uh, about 10 years earlier than, than, than now, um, if any of that shit were happening to me. So props to your mom for continuing on in such a spooky paranormal environment. Uh, yeah, that was a great letter. Thank you. Okay, this next one's long, too, so buckle up. <clears throat> Dear Nat Alley, first, I just want to tell you, ladies, I love your pod, and you guys are the funniest, wittiest, and coolest gals. Aw. So listening to your pod, even the 20-minute 20, 20 intros, is just a delight. <laughs> Ever since I found your pod, I've been binging it, and after hearing that you also share stories of your listeners, I figured you might want to hear mine. I have so many supernatural stories, though, that I will share just a select few and get back to you if you want more. I apologize in advance for my English since it's not my first language. I also apologize because this might be a long read. I grew up in Scandinavia in a family that is certainly not religious. But since I was a child, my grandparents used to tell me stories of the supernatural. Mostly, it was my grandma's stories told by my grandpa, who was very much intrigued by my grandma's abilities and encounters. He never really experienced any of his own. I was completely enchanted and always wanted to hear more. Sometimes I was very spooked, like those times when I was told stories about the haunted house my dad used to live in with my grandparents and his sister. How grandma had to follow my aunt down to the basement where the only shower of the house was every time she wanted to take a shower. The basement was the most haunted spot. To this day, my aunt gets chills when the house is mentioned. She still hates that house and really doesn't want to talk about it. I guess she's left most of her haunted experiences behind. My father, however, is the self-proclaimed skeptic of the family. He's admitted to hearing very strange things and sounds in the haunted house, so he believes in weird sounds, but he doesn't want to call it supernatural. However, he's also admitted to having dreams that have later come true. After hearing about my experiences as an adult, he shared that he also has premonitions. I don't think he will ever tell me his full story on the supernatural. He told He's told me it creeps him out. Well, anyway, one of the quirks in my grandparents' household was the habit of premonitions manifesting through sound. What? This is just as odd as it sounds, but hopefully there are listeners out there who have had the same kind of experiences and would like to share. At least for my father's family, these were considered quite normal. These premonitions would tell them, especially my grandma, that someone was on their way over. For instance, my grandpa rode his moped home during his lunch breaks to eat lunch at home. When he arrived at home, he used to put the moped against the metal railing of the stairs to the front door, which made a very specific sound. He'd then walk up the stairs, put the key in the keyhole, turn the key, and then open the door. The only thing was, my grandma, my dad, and my aunt used to hear all of these unmistakable sounds about 10 to 15 minutes before grandpa was actually there. It would all become silent once they heard the sound of the door opening. Then they would hear it all over again a second time as he actually physically arrived. They would hear this constantly. My grandma, who grew up on the countryside with her grandparents, thought nothing special of it. Her grandmother was a woman of spells and healing powers. What? And she would not only have premonitions and see ghosts frequently, but also encounter other beings in the woods. My great-grandma's powers were passed down to her from her grandpa, who would specifically instruct her not to pass it down to anyone else, since there would be no one after her strong enough to carry the burden of these powers. Wow. As a child who was born in a month before her death, and to her delight, also named after her, I would like to think that I have some of her powers, and I think I do. Anyway, I guess my grandma's experiences were kind of low-key in comparison with her own grandma. 
My grandma was always very chill about the supernatural. She never tried to spook me. She said there were no such thing as ghosts, but that people can manifest themselves in places if they think of these places very intensely and that people's actions can replay themselves in specific spots. Not everyone can see it or hear him, but some can. The premonitions of someone arriving at my grandparents' house stopped well before I was born. For some reason, my grandpa's, my grandma's abilities seemed to get weaker the older she got. But there was one last premonition of that kind in connection to me. I went to a high school very close to my grandparents' house. I spent a lot of time at their place, and I even had my own key. I would often go there after school and have dinner with them. They both meant the world to me, and my storytelling grandpa was my best friend. So one time when I was about 17, both my grandparents heard me arrive in their house. They had heard me walk up the stairs, unlock the front door, close it, and then walk through the inner front door, close that, then hang my jacket up on the hanger, and then nothing. They had both looked at each other in silence, then looked in the hallway and said, Anna, aren't you going to come in? But they got no response. So they got up from the couch in the living room and walked out in the hallway, only to see there was no one there. The front door was locked and there was no signs of anyone having been there. They both looked at each other and said, well, she just manifested. I guess she's coming over today. And And very well, I arrived about an hour later and they told me what had happened and that they already knew that I would come by that day. I was oddly proud. I felt like I had earned some supernatural family stripes or something. That was the last time anyone pulled that one out of our family. And I haven't personally experienced any such premonitions. Wow. Writing all of my supernatural experiences down would literally take hours and hours, so I've chosen to tell you just a few stories of how my guardian angels have watched over me and saved my life a couple times. When I was 12, I went on a road trip with my family and my grandparents. We stopped along the road to have some food. I was so happy being out of the car, and I remember being a sunny day and that all I wanted to do was play. I still remember this incident very clearly because, to be honest, it scared the hell out of me. I decided that I wanted to run just to see how fast I could run across the road. I saw no cars, no traffic, and I was normally a very careful child who could never really take any risks or anything like that. But I took off running, and I was about to run out in front of a parked bus when I hear a voice in my mind screaming in chorus, Stop! Now! I was so startled by the screaming voices that I I did just that. I stopped right at that spot. And half a second later, a big bus drove past just in front of my face, a few feet ahead. I instantly turned around to see if someone in my family had screamed at me, but they were out of sight and no one was looking my way at all. And if they had seen what happened, I'm sure they would have come running. But they were all engaged in talking with each other, drinking their coffees and eating their sandwiches. Besides, I knew clearly that I hadn't heard those voices with ears, but in my mind and that those weren't thoughts. I knew how thoughts sound in my mind, and this was not that. I have never experienced anything like that before, and it scared the crap out of me. I also realized, had I not stopped, I would have been killed, which scared me even more. I was too afraid to tell my parents I almost got myself killed, that it took me several years before I told them. This story gives me chills, but also it was the experience that really proved to me that there's something more to this world, and above all, I'm thankful for that experience. Another incident I barely want to think about because it was kind of traumatizing and I haven't told many people at all, mainly because I felt like I was partly to blame. I was 18 on a cruise ship. I was drunk. Legal drinking age is 18 where I come from. 
and looking for my friends on the ship. I thought that they were in a bar that was located on the top floor of the cruise ship. You could take the elevator all the way up to the bar. There were two elevators on the ship, one on each end. If you took the other elevator all the way up, you'd end up on the floor below the bar on the other side of a huge sun deck. This was November, so the sun deck would be empty and cold, especially this late at night. I remember standing in the elevator wondering if I was in the right one, but, de but decided I was, so I took the elevator to the top floor. Drunk as I was, I had of course taken the wrong elevator and ended up on the other side of the empty sun deck. Just revisiting this memory makes me shake as I write this. As soon as the elevator reached the top floor, and as soon as I heard the char characteristic sound of the elevator bell as the doors opened, I knew I had made a huge mistake. I was on the wrong side of the ship. But not only that, right in front of me, perhaps 15 straight, perhaps 15 feet ahead straight at the elevator, there were two drunk men. I could see their bad energy surrounding them, and their eyes met mine as the elevator doors opened. As soon as I saw them, I knew there were trouble, and I swear I got clear sober as soon as I heard the elevator bell sound when the doors opened. In a split second, I decided I couldn't press the button to go down again as the doors wouldn't close fast enough and the men would have cornered me within seconds. So I qu quickly stepped out of the elevator, walking right past them towards the sun deck and the bar, trying not to pay any attention and not draw any attention. I heard a clear voice in my mind say, run. And at the same time as I started running as fast as I could, I heard one of the men say, let's get her. What? I've never been so scared in my entire life. I saw flashing images in my head of these two men assaulting me and then finishing it off by throwing me overboard. On the side of the sun deck, there was a promenade, railings and open water beneath them. No one would have found me again if they had thrown me overboard into the deep ocean. I knew I wanted to live. I had to run my fastest and not stop until I was safe. One of the men was running just behind me, the same trajectory as me. The other man was trying to intercept me by running through the other door leading to the sun deck. So there I was chased by two grown men who were obviously up to no good. I was very athletic back then, and I used to compete in track and field. I knew I was a fast runner. However, I had to get through this huge sun deck and over onto the other side of it, and then up to the stairs to the bar. I could see the men in the corner of my eye, and I was so scared that the door on the other end of the sun deck would be locked. Then I'd be screwed. But the door wasn't locked. I ran as fast as my, as my legs allowed me to, through the door, up the final stairs to the bar, and these guys never caught me. They were close, but they didn't. I instantly ran up to a bouncer, in case these men were in case these men were following me up to the bar. I thought they'd think I was reporting them, and they'd be scared and run off. However, I never told the bouncer what had happened, because I was ashamed that I had gotten myself into that situation. Silly self-blame, I know. And frankly, also quite shocked. My friends were not in the bar, so unfortunately I had taken the elevator I had to take the elevator down again alone. I was praying so hard that I would not come across these men again on my way down. And someone was certainly watching over me that night because I didn't see them again and I could safely return to the cabin on the ship. To this day, I still remember the commanding voice in my mind telling me to run, and I'm glad I listened to it. Other times I've avoided getting into car crashes by listening to my inner voice and my intuition, or that commanding voice that occasionally taps into my head. I've told my skeptic dad about all of these things and he believes me. He knows I'm not the kind of person that makes stories up. And he's told me to keep listening to my intuition, so I guess he's not that much of a skeptic anymore. He's even passed on a spell to me that my great aunt gave him back in the day. 
I hope you enjoyed hearing these stories. Maybe next time I'll tell you about that time my maternal grandpa called me on my phone after his death. What? Or about the time my paternal grandpa, my bestie, visited me after death on my birthday four years ago. Anna. Whoa. Anna Anna. Anna, that's what an incredible story. Wow. You know, cruise ships are so scary. Like there we could do a whole episode on people who have gone missing on cruise ships because it seems like it should be hard to go missing because it's like a finite space. Like you should be able to search everything and find someone pretty easily. Like there should theoretically be cameras all over the place now. So you should be able to tell if somebody went overboard. But the reality is that that's not how cruise ships work. Like people go overboard, get thrown overboard, um, get murdered, get lost. Like crazy shit happens on cruise ships and it's scary like i'm so glad that your intuition got you away from that situation anna because yeah it's it's i don't know it's just gives me the chills to think about it and it really makes me think twice about going on cruises in general which maybe is bad because like you shouldn't let anxiety get the best of you but it is scary it's scary did you see that um video natalia that went viral on reddit recently of this 18 year old who was on a cruise ship in the Bahamas and was dared to jump off the cruise ship? No. Oh, my God. It is so scary. Um, so this kid... Why did they jump off? Just being a dumb, drunk 18-year-old had just graduated, I think, and like was on this cruise with his friends, and his friends dared him to jump off. And they were like... I mean, cruise ships they go fast but like they don't look like it when you're on them you know what i mean like they just kind of look like they're cruising hence the name and so he had jumped off into this warm water and the expectation would be oh the ship can just stop and pick him up but that's again not how it works like they can't really stop because it's not like you're on wheels on a road so the cruise ship just keeps going and there's all this footage of this kid in the water swimming people yelling, screaming, laughing, filming him. And then slowly, 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 the cruise ship just fades away and they never found him. So he died somewhere out at sea. And in the one of the videos, it is so creepy. Some people say it's just like a wave that's being generated by the cruise ship, but it literally looks like a shark fin. And somebody had thrown a life preserver into the water next to whether this was a wave or a shark fin. I don't know. And it's weird because the guy looks at the life preserver because everyone's yelling at him being like, get the life preserver, get the life preserver. And he looks at it and then immediately goes the opposite direction. So people are like, that was very obviously a shark fin because it was in warm water in the Bahamas. Like, Right. And so that's why he didn't want to get the... (sighs) So scary. So freaky. I will post one of the TikToks to um, our Instagram account. But let me see if I can just find it really quickly while you're talking. Yeah, I wanted to talk about intuition. I think that intuition is something that everybody has. And I think that um, it can be passed down through our DNA because I do believe in survival of the fittest, right? And so if you have this ability that can help you 
out in the wild survive like an intuition like a voice in your head that screams at you to run whether that's you disassociating because you're scared and so you hear your own thoughts it's like a di- like it feels like it's not your own um, right and some some people hypothesize that's what intuition is or it's an actual guardian angel or some other voice from the ether or whatever that talks to you it doesn't matter like intuition is absolutely real and I think that as we get older, as we have more responsibilities, as we have more experience in life, and as we feel more stress, I think that intuition gets stronger. I know, I mean, I just, I know that just because like when I became a mom, my intuition got a lot stronger too. And I think there's a strong correlation between stress and like that voice inside your head and i feel it the same thing too when i'm like competing on the horse sometimes i just get this feeling like in practice or whatever oh you know they're telling me like oh you could jump this do this or whatever and then i'm trying to do that and my instructor will be like why didn't you go into the corner like why did you cut in like that like don't let the horse's shoulder come in like that like you have to use leg on you have to keep this or she's going to keep doing this and i just like get this anxious feeling and she's like why like i know you can ride why didn't you do it in the corner i'm like i don't know i just felt like something bad was going to happen if i did it i can't explain it like i felt like if my if i felt like if my leg was in a different position or something something bad would happen and so i just sort of like hung on and let poppy do it and part of me is like, maybe that's just me being anxious, but it, it maybe it also could have saved my life. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. If you have a feeling in your head, even about things that seem trivial, like, oh, you know, I was going to get spicy tuna crispy rice, but like, I'm actually kind of feeling miso yeah. soup. <laughs> it, maybe if you would have gotten the t- spicy tuna crispy rice, you would have like died from some crazy disease yeah. that the fish was carrying. Who knows? Like, listen, like practice listening to yourself and practice being like secure in your decisions no matter what it is like oh like FOMO I always think of this too like I when I was younger I used to be like oh I feel like if I don't go out with my friends then like uh I'm not gonna have fun or like they're doing whatever no no no. like just make a decision if you're gonna stay home and watch tv stay home and watch tv Mm -hmm. and reason that there's a reason you're doing it right if you're gonna be out with your friends going having fun and being drunk and being crazy go do that and know that if you would have been home something else could have happened like the butterfly effect who the fuck knows I don't know now I'm just talking yeah who knows and I just emailed you the link to this reddit video so this is on r slash public freakout it's from 27 days ago the user sex on a stick oh, it's at nighttime too that's yep you want to push play i am i'm watching it this kid fucking jumped off oh my fucking god oh oh, oh bye bye oh shit that's Okay, here's an article on, I've never read this before, so if this is not relevant, I'm sorry, guys, um, called Parents of Cameron Robbins Break Silence After U.S. Teenager Jumped Off Bahamas Cruise Ship Into Shark-Infested Waters. Um, It says, Cameron Robbins' parents said that they appreciate the outpouring of support for their missing son Saturday, the day before a memorial for the 18-year-old who was tragically lost at sea in shark-infested waters late last month. William and Sherry Robbins, both 54, have been inundated with calls since Cameron jumped off a pirate-themed booze cruise ship in the Bahamas on a dare. Okay, I found a picture of it. Yeah, so it's not a catamaran. It's this pirate ship, but it's not like a big cruise ship. Like, when I heard cruise ship, I was thinking 
um, like you know, pirates. Like what is that called? Like Royal Caribbean or oh, like Disney right, right, cruise, right. like I a see, giant I cruise. So I was like, oh shit! Like if he jumped in the water, of course he would be fucking lost. Those things don't like they're so heavy you'd get sucked under. Right. But this is not that. This is like literally like imagine like a pirate ship. It looks like that. And so that is crazy to me that he was literally only like 10 feet away from the deck down in the water. And it looks like, yeah, he just starts swimming the opposite direction. Uh, it's so scary. And then some, one of the top comments is the realization that must have sunk in with him as the ship disappeared into the dark is horrifying. And then somebody responded saying, yep, all the music combined with screams from the balcony just keep getting quieter and quieter as the ship as the ship keeps getting further and further away until it's just you in the darkened silence alone. Why couldn't they go back? They tried to and they just couldn't find him because it was dark? I guess. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I have no idea. The only explanation I read was that I guess it's like really hard to stop a cruise ship. And so even like once... But they could circle back. Like you could turn. Yeah, I don't know. I know that they... I don't know. I don't know what mistakes were made. I'm, I'd be really interested to see like what comes out of this if there's some sort of protocol that changes. But it's just fucking sad. Yeah. Horrifying. Oh, cruise ships are way too haunted. That's all I know. Thank you for writing in with that the series of stories. I also think it's really cool when, what was the name of this listener that wrote in? Anna. Anna. When Anna said um, that someone in her family had these like premonition, supernatural powers, yeah. magical powers. And then they said, um, like, I'm not passing it down anymore because it's like too big of a burden to bear. I don't know that that's like that's kind of cool to me though because it implies that you can teach magic w rather than be born into it which I prefer to believe that because that's fun because then if you want to learn theoretically you could right yeah I mean there's books and stuff out there that teach you how to harness your psychic powers I remember my mom gave me one to read on like when I was like 20 and to like read on vacation and i was reading it on the beach maybe that's why i'm so fucking weird now <laughs> you're like else, trying to like everyone else is reading magic. like 50 shades of gray and i yeah i'm reading like how to differentiate between like external sources and like your intuition <laughs> <laughs> well i think intuition is 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 a good thing to pay attention to i know my boyfriend read a book called the gift of fear and i haven't yeah, read I it so book. i have no idea but i just remember him saying like it was a book about how fear has been biologically ingrained yeah. into humans over like millennia as out of necessity to like be able to tell when you're in danger. And now we live in like a much, much cushier society where maybe we're not worried about lions or depending on where you live, maybe you are. But mm -hmm. most of us are like not typically worried about like a bear coming to attack us in the night. But that intuition is still useful for modern day problems. I think so, too. Last thing I'll say about this before we move on, but I, I, I also think, like, we talk about generational trauma. I feel like that's closely tied in, because think about it. Like, if you had uh, someone who survived, like, a catastrophic, catastrophic event or something, or a genocide or something like that, and escaped, then they would be... Part of the reason that they survived, we could argue, is because they have this gift of fear that mm. told them when to go, right? Like, some of them probably lucky as well, but there's other people who have some sort of gift where they just, like, seem to be in the right place like at the right time. Like, run at this yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, like everyone else. So, sp specific example I'm going to use is that um, my fiance's family, they are Ashkenazi Jews. So, they lived in Poland at the time of the uh, German invasion during World War II, and his great 
uncle was on one of the trains that was going to Auschwitz. Oh, wow. In the middle of Poland in the winter, like everything's snowy and covered and just decides like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to do it. Jumps off of the train, just takes off all of his prisoner clothes completely naked. Wow. And walks through the snow until he gets to a town, camps out in the snow that evening, just keeps walking, like literally walked into his death, essentially. Right. Yeah. And survived and was wow. the only person to survive from, from their family train. on that train. Wow. Yeah. And so then uh, my fiance, he's really into cold plunging. He's really into this like wellness thing, right? He goes to Poland this February and goes in these like frozen river or whatever. And when he gets out of it, they like all like lay down to like process it and meditate or whatever. And they were like doing this breathing exercise. And he said that um, the person that was leading the breathing exercise was like, be present, like, you know, let's like get into our bodies or whatever, just saying like some basic shit that wasn't that profound. But he was like, feel how like you are one right now with the ground, like you are one with Poland right now in the ground. Mm -hmm. And my fiance is like, I don't know why, but I just started making this crazy sound. Like it sounded like something was like coming out of me, like, <gasps> like it was like this guttural noise. And he was like, I couldn't stop it. It just happened. And he's like, and then I just started like crying and I felt like all of this pain and sadness come out of me. And he's like, I was pro processing it later because I was like, everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know, like this is like very uncharacteristic for my fiance to be like screaming and crying during a meditation right and he was like i think it's what it was is it was honestly it felt like i felt like the pain my uncle had like mm. coming out of me and oh, i was wow. like that's a crazy thing to think about because you know they said oh you're in poland right mm -hmm. and like i yeah i don't know maybe it was like an emotional thing probably both but i, I really do believe that like in this generational um intuition and gifts and things like that to be passed down to the next generation and i do think that stuff gets stored in our bodies like i feel like that's a real thing right yeah that's a crazy fucking story isn't it yeah that's yeah. crazy like can you imagine my cody like crying like that and during a meditation like uh, i yeah that's crazy that's absolutely crazy what a cool like obviously horrific piece of family history but yeah. how cool that somebody listening to their gut allowed like the next generation to live on you know yeah yeah but yeah. i mean all the people in his family are like on that side like they've all got some like serious behavioral stuff that happens and i think part of it could just be like growing up with people who had gone through this traumatic experience and they're like constantly like living you know there's it's generational yeah. trauma yeah i'm definitely reminded of the interview with parwana that we had in the um afghan folklore episode because that was something she indicated too is that like her family's been through a lot of crazy shit and traumatic yeah. shit and i won't go into that because you can go back and listen to that episode if you're interested but she said one of the things that she's noticed is that there are a lot of like quote unquote mental health concerns that came out of that but the thing is she tries she tries to reconcile um because her family comes from kind of an old school way of thinking. This is how she described it, mm -hmm. like an old school religious way of thinking. And then she kind of considers herself more of like a new age thinker. Yeah. And so she has, you know, voiced that she wonders how much of that mental health, um, you know, whatever concerns are actually 
some sort of like paranormal or supernatural intuition, whatever that means. That might not mean ghosts. That might mean some sort of gift that's been passed down to you because of the experiences you've lived. Maybe your intuition is, is, I don't know, bigger, or maybe you're able to tap into things that other people aren't able to tap into. Who knows? And these are the questions we might never be able to answer. But yeah, it just reminds me a little bit of, of what she had said in that episode, because it is very interesting how a lot of um, extraordinary abilities seem to be linked to trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, I think I think it's real. I do. Yeah, I think it's real. Well, this next one comes from Nick H. It's very short, so I'll read two emails in a row. Okay. Nick H. says, So I totally sent this message on January 30th, but I just heard in the intro to your latest episode where you explain that the email on your website is wrong, (laughs) LOL. Thanks for clarifying. Hey, ladies, I've been catching up on the pod for a few months now and loving it. You folks do awesome stuff. So first and foremost, thank you. I just finished episode 54 of The Andes Survivors and was about halfway through when I went, wait a minute, this story sounds familiar. One of my favorite bands is called Ice Nine Kills, and in case you don't know them, they're a horror-inspired metal band. Their most recent album has every song based on a different horror movie, and the one before that was all based, and the album before that was all based on literature. They have a song called The Plot Sickens, and it's based on a book, Alive, The Story of the Andes Survivors by Piers Paul Red. It's a great song if you like metal, so I highly recommend giving it a listen. I apologize if you've already gotten a bunch of emails about this since the episode just came out and check Spotify. Oh shit, I'm almost all caught up with your show. Damn, I was hoping I still had a while to go. Keep up the great work, and I hope you're both staying safe and healthy. Thank you so much, Nick. You know what I like about metal bands is they are nerdy. Like, you wouldn't think they are, but they are. Like, you know, we were talking about um, in a recent episode, Vasilisa the Beautiful and the Baba Yaga episode. Like, there are metal bands that draw from old, like, scary fairy tales and put that lore into their songs. Or I know um, one of my boyfriend's favorite bands is this band called Periphery. And they have songs about, like, Amelia Earhart crashing into the ocean, possibly. Or, like, you know, it's... I like that about metal is that they pick, they seem to pick these very niche, like horror inspired pieces of folklore or history and run with it. And I think that's cool. Isn't that too, like part of the metal genre is like, they're just fucking angry. Right. And it's like, like at some point you run out of things to be angry about. So you like are just researching. Right. And you're like, fuck these people. They're flying in this plane through no fault of their own. Now I gotta eat their friends. Um, wait, I want to play this song. I just found it. Let's see. Yeah, play a little a little clip. We'll make it out. these lyrics if you guys can't hear them this one just says is god's intent final descent or just a test of our faith (sighs) metal 
You are a metal genre. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Nick, for... It says, just save a seat for me in hell. Oh, God. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for uh, sending that in to us. We will post a little clip, probably, if there's enough space, to the um, photo dump for this episode because I don't want it to get flagged with too much copywritten music. But thank you, Nick. I really appreciate yeah. that. If you're still listening, feel free to send in more recommendations of, like, haunted metal songs Shit. that... That that screaming where it was like, we'll make it out alive. That is going to play in my head every time I get on the horse. Now. Yeah. <laughs> like before I go to a show and I'm just like, this is so scary. I'm going to like listen to that on repeat where it's like, we'll make it out alive. You should write that's a metal song cool. that's like, I'm going over the job. Is the horse going to trample me? <laughs> Since that was a short um, email, I'm going to read uh, one more from listener Isaac M who says, Hey, Ali and Nat, love you guys and love, love the, the podcast. podcast. It's one of the things keeping me sane during this awful pandemic. I love scaring the crap out of myself at night with y'all while listening to the tea you guys have. Sorry if it's a bit wordy. I wrote this during a Zoom class that I officially lost a bit of interest in. <laughs> Yay, college. I would love your professional opinion on a question I have had for a while. Am I haunted or am I just paranoid? Again, love you guys for real. You are always one of the highlights of my week. Much love and please stay safe during these trying times. With much, much love, Isaac M. And then it's a link to a Google Doc, which I have opened. And this is an age-old question, Natalia. Am I haunted or am I just paranoid? Or am I mentally ill? That's also could fit in there. (laughs) Yeah. Have I been watching too many scary things? Have I I been researching too many uh, tragedies? Right. Okay. Isaac says... My grandmother died when I was three years old. We were very close since she would be the one who would take care of me while my mom was at work. She was a single mother and worked very hard to provide for us. When she died, we had the wake at her old house. It was nothing out of the ordinary, just little old Mexican ladies praying with the rosary and so many relatives you didn't know you even had suddenly showing up. Anyways, I was the baby of the family at the time, so my mom put me down for a nap in the second floor. My mom's room and my grandmother's room were right in front of each other. My mom left her door closed because she wanted to keep everything in there untouched. After an hour or so, my mom came back up, up my mom came back upstairs because she heard me laughing, and to her surprise, I was alone standing up in my crib laughing at the wall. When my mom asked who I was talking to, I casually said, Tita, which is what I called my grandmother. My mom also said she could smell her favorite perfume, Red Door, which my mom kept and still has to this day. Apparently, that happened very frequently, where I would talk to my Tita and my mom would just pray and let me live my best toddler life. This stopped as soon as we moved to Chicago and into my current house. I would frequently suffer from sleep paralysis and the occasional feeling of being watched in my own room. Nothing evil, but I always felt uncomfortable. But the most chilling thing to ever happen was when I was in my junior high year of high school. It was my 17th birthday. My mom and stepdad and sisters went to Michigan for a funeral, and they told me I could stay at home since I hate celebrating my birthday. Being the introverted teenager I am, I ordered takeout and watched a scary movie with my poodle. Big mistake. My birthday is in June, so the AC was blasting pretty high since the summers in Chicago can get very bad, and to make things worse, my room is in the basement. If anyone is coming down, I can usually hear them since the stairs are made from wood and they creak at the slightest pressure. 
I thought nothing of it until my dog, who was mid-nap in the foot of my bed, started to growl. He got up, jumped off the bed. From the low growls, I heard tappings at my door. That's when the full bark fest began. I tried shutting up my dog by telling him it was just mom, but when I opened the door, I saw nothing but darkness and the faint light coming from the nightlight in the bathroom. Immediately, I shut the door and locked it. That's when I remembered that I armed the, secure, the home security system we have, and I would have heard if someone had either opened the side or the garage door. I was raised Catholic and was never that religious, but I had a rosary that my grandmother wore, which my mom gave me back when I would get sleep paralysis. I held that all night and grabbed my dog and took off the movie and replaced it with something more cheery to take my mind off it. That night felt so long that not even the long episodes of Pretty Little Liars helped. My parents came home the next day around noon. I didn't mention what happened that night, and they still don't know. It would only worry my mom. Who knows, she might take things too far and even suggest a second baptism, or even worse, a full-blown exorcism. Maybe I'm haunted as fuck or paranoid from watching The Strangers that late at night. I don't know. All I know is that since I moved out six months ago, I haven't had any sleep paralysis, but I occasionally dream of my dead relatives or just have sporadic bad nightmares. One time, a complete stranger from my college read my tarot cards and said that I have a female figure always around me protecting me. Perhaps it's my grandmother who visited me that night to wish me a happy birthday. Or maybe it was something else or someone else entirely. Love the podcast and everything you guys do. Thank you for being the voice of the weird and the spooky. Wish you all the best and so much success, Isaac. Well, to answer your question, are you paranoid or are you haunted? I think haunted. I think haunted. Yeah. I think about the episode we just talked about where, like, the guy got cursed by a witch and then he kind of, like, was driving himself nuts because he was didn't really think witches or the paranormal was real but then somehow at night he's being attacked and like lifted out of his bed and like bleeding and stuff i feel like if from the get-go he wasn't he was just like oh yeah ghosts are real witches are real he would like when that woman told him that she was a witch he would have been like well fuck you because i've got a rosary right here right. and then she would have just poofed into ash you know, but like instead, everyone wants to play the skeptic game and it's dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> I agree. Well, Natalia, we have to get out of here oh, and we okay. have a meet and greet to get to. Yeah. But can I just ask you, what was your favorite episode from today? Um, or excuse me, what was your favorite story from I today? I don't know. And then we told so many side stories, too. <laughs> um what was the what was the story that we were talking about with the the boat? The boat one. The intuition. Yeah, the girl yeah. that had the guys chasing her. Yeah, I liked that part of the episode where she was talking about the intuition. Like she, um, her her grandmother like wasn't gonna pass down the secrets because it was like too much of a burden. I feel like that's very haunted, and their whole family is like kind of haunted, which was cool. And I liked the idea of like. It, I liked the idea of manifesting yourself. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, if I just think really hard about how I'm going to go to the library later and see my crush, then, like, my crush is going to be there at the library. Right. You know, that's cool. Kind of an idea. And I liked how the, their their ability, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't even that haunted. It was just like, oh, yeah, like, someone's thinking, someone's will is so strong that they were thinking about coming home and then 
they like made it themselves come home before they were home. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like you're astrally projecting a piece of yourself to a location to get people ready for your arrival, which is cool. It's very, very cool. It's very regal in a way. Yeah. It's dope. I liked that story a lot. That was a good story. I really liked the one from Emily J. Um, She had the... Her mom is a teacher at that haunted school because I like that she provided the photo assets. I yeah. forgot about that one. That one was crazy, too. Yeah, that one Super was Super spooky. Those pictures are 100% haunted. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. And if you guys wrote in an episode that we, or excuse me, if you guys wrote in a story that we read this episode and you want to provide an update, please feel free to go ahead and do that. But... Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in and we will see you next episode. Nat, do you want to do the sign off for this episode? Sure. Uh, BRB, going to go make friends with a ghost that plays piano. So I constantly have music accompanying me. Bye. Bye.